You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 890 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey, peeps. So Tracy, this Sunday's episode is going to be on something we've been talking about doing forever. It didn't quite work out the way I wanted to do it, which is paranormal stories that police officers have run into. Oh, I would love to hear about that. Well, uh, we were trying way back with Andrea Whitney. She had a couple of friends that talked to us Mm -hmm. back in the day, some sheriffs. They were telling us stories, and we had hoped to get, like, a whole bunch of actual police officers to tell us their encounters. Mm -hmm. And just so many of them are, uh, they they don't really want to talk about these things because credibility issues and stuff like that. Probably disturbing to them. So, that's the main thing, is people don't, they don't want people to think they're crackpots or kooks or any of that stuff that, unfortunately, so many people with paranormal stories get looked like. They just don't have a clue what they're talking about. So... I did a bunch of research, and I found some really good stories on the web, and we, we're going to talk about those, but that story's already written. But in the meantime, I had a couple of the smaller stories that didn't uh, quite make it into the big story because they were just a little too short, and I thought we would talk about some of those, so you guys will get a little preview of what Sunday night show is going to be like. Great. All right. So here's the first story that didn't make it. It's called Cell Number One is Empty. I've seen a lot of things in my career, things that would make a citizen doubt my sanity. From being dispatched to chase a UFO to responding to calls of ghosts. But the most unusual thing that happened to me was witnessed by several officers and a dispatcher. One evening, I had brought in a guy for domestic violence, and he was a little bit rowdy. I was joined in booking by my sergeant and another patrolman. I'm in the process of booking Mr. Tough Guy when I glance into cell number one. There was a guy in there, short haircut, glasses, and a white t-shirt just staring at us. I ignored him because I didn't want him to bang on the window, you know, demanding a phone call or something. So I finish the booking process and escort Mr. Tough Guy to his cell, walking past cell number one. The guy in the cell just stood there, never saying a word or moving. We all then leave booking and we go about doing our business. Sometime later, Sergeant asked me to check the paperwork for the prisoners to see if any were ready to be transported to the county jail. I grab the paperwork and go into booking to do a head count. Cell number one is empty. I panic and I tell the sergeant, who also panics, and he and I begin to make phone calls to the detectives to see if they had moved the guy or had just released him. They all said that they didn't go into booking at all. I then checked the computer and paperwork again, and the head count was accurate. No one had been placed in cell number one. Oh. So we go to the dispatch office to check the surveillance video for booking. We rewind the footage to where I can be seen booking my prisoner. We fast forward to the point in the video where we all walk out. As soon as we walk past the door, the guy in number one blinks out of existence. We were all freaked out by the occurrence, believe you me. When we tried to transfer the video to DVD and USB drive, the guy in the cell did not appear. We still hear and see stuff every now and then, and prisoners in the detox tank can be seen talking to someone in the direction of cell number one, even though it appears to be empty. To this day, I'm weary of going into booking alone. 
and that's from Marco Castillo. Oh, that is very creepy. So if you like those stories, keep in mind, that one didn't make the list. Oh. So I've got some really good ones, so I'm excited about Let's do one more short one. There's a couple of short ones in here. This one's called Clark Hall. I was working at a college that claims to be haunted. Me and my partner didn't believe any of it. We go into Clark Hall, which has classrooms, and we start propping doors open with desks. This is around 2 a.m. We already walked through and made sure that the building was empty. Only two stairwells aren't very hard to do. So we're on the third floor. I finish my door and wedge the desk between the door and the frame. When I finish, I shake it to make sure that it's in there pretty secure. I go over to help my buddy with his door when behind me, the door I was working on opens and the chair desk combo flings across the room and the door slams. He takes off running, jumping, landing to landing. I still don't think that he's ever gone into that building again. That's from Walter Sonnenberg. Hooey! So, anyways, there's a couple of little stories for you, and yeah. that'll give you a little bit of a tidbit on uh, what this Sunday's episode will do. Um, and who knows, maybe tomorrow we'll tell you a few more. Sounds great. All right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Love y'all. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 891 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey. How's everybody doing? We're good. How are I you? I was going to say, I'll pause and wait for them to answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, I said we were going to do some more of the police encounters today. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly tonight, if you're listening to this today, I guess, <laughs> on Saturday, you're going to have the bonus episode out coming tonight, and it's going to be on haunted schools, and it's pretty cool. Nice. But we said we would do more haunted police stories today, or police encounters, paranormal encounters. And one thing I noticed in these stories, uh, the, the ones that we're going to do on the main episode tomorrow night and some of the ones through here that we've done, a lot of these happen at around the 3 a.m. mark. And you always hear about 3 a.m. anyway when it comes I to have, paranormal. I know, and I'm always awake at 3 a.m. It's crazy, like so, like clockwork. But, and I know uh, you didn't just say I like, did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> But anyway, there's a lot of these stories, you know, I'll, I'll uh, breeze through here real quick. But this one, uh, let's see, this one says he took a 911 call that was uh, between 2 and 3 a.m. This one says uh, this one happened between 2.30 and 3 a.m., which is, uh, this is one that's on the main episode tomorrow night. Uh, this one here says it was between 2 and 3 a.m., this one says it was between 3 and 4 a.m. I mean, it's just, there's a pattern yeah. on, on all these. And, you know. Anyway, so here's one. It's called, uh, this one says, it's by a guy named Josh David. Called to a burglary in progress. It was daytime. The owner was in the kitchen, and he heard someone run upstairs to the third floor. It was an old house with wooden stairs. I set up a perimeter around the house, came up with a canine unit, just as I gave canine warning, a perimeter officer saw a hand pull a curtain back on the top floor and relayed the info to me. Thinking surely we would be making an apprehension with canine, I sent my partner in. Long story short, nobody was found. Officer was 100% certain he saw what he saw, and the homeowner was confident he heard running up to 12 steps. Hmm. Maybe it's a bat. A bat. <laughs> 
This one's called All Alone. It's from somebody named Paul Jacobs. I was a sergeant working in an overtime graveyard at a now demolished sub. It's police talk for his little substation. Oh. So I love how the police officers, and I, and I love police officers, obviously, but they always give out the lingo like everybody else is supposed to know what they're saying. So the line was, I was a sergeant working overtime graveyard at a now demolished sub. Which basically means I was working the late shift mm-hmm. at a police substation. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it was my lunch time to break. say the whole thing. Right. It was my lunch break, and I heard someone open the door at the other end of the sub, and I heard footsteps. I had the light off in my office because the hall lights more than lit it up. In other words, he was trying to take a nap. He didn't <laughs> want the bright lights. I saw someone in the door, and when I turned to look, it was a shadow figure standing in the doorway as if to say, Hi, Sergeant. It wasn't something that I saw out of the corner of my eye. It was there for a couple of seconds and then went on towards the lieutenant's office. Later, when I asked the guys if they had ever had any kind of experience that was strange in the sub, they responded, that's why we don't come back until the sun comes up. I found out about other experiences that uh, others had had that was very similar to mine. I'm still skeptic, but I can't explain what I saw. And he probably said, and uh, by the way, guys, thanks a lot for putting me in on that little secret there. Right. This one's from Scott Rowlison. Could be Rowlison. I was working at our jail, and while doing my watch tour, I was heading into the medical, and I heard two people having a conversation and thought it was two inmates in the cell talking. I went to the first cell, and no names were on the door, so I didn't look in. I went to the next door, and it had one name on it. I opened the hatch to look in, and there was a guy there. I didn't say anything at first to him, and as I was closing uh, his hatch, he asked me if I could move his neighbors over because he was alone and would like some company. I went over to the previous door and checked in the window just in case someone uh, didn't put a name on the door. I looked in, and nobody was in the cell. I went back to the guy in the other cell and asked him if he had heard people talking, and he said yes. They had been talking a lot. I informed him that there was nobody next door, and I got out of there. (laughs) So the officer heard people talking, Mm -hmm. and then this guy heard people talking, and there was nobody there. That's messed up. That'll mess with your mind for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it would. All right. Well, that was fun. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of these. tomorrow night because there's some really good ones in there oh good and we'll probably there's so many that i'll probably end up in a second show somewhere down the line so all right all right guys we'll talk to you later bye hey guys if you like what you just heard we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week we also do two full-length bonus episodes every month we do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just, just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.